This is the podcast for passionate, sex-positive, and pervy people. Entertaining and informative discussions about the latest in sex and sexuality. From ethical non-monogamy to kink to dating and romance and everything in between. She is legendary syndicated talk show host and sex therapist, Sue McGarvey. He is notoriously naughty international radio host, John the Milkman Milky. This is Turned On with Sue and John. Hey, Sue, we got our Spotify rap, which is very different from what the average listener gets, because that shows them what music and what podcasts they listen to. As a podcaster, uh, you get to see who tuned in, where they are, etc. Are you not like over the moon excited? At oh, it was saw? so fun. I was, yeah, it was a really great thing when we got it. It was just like, I love our listeners. Our listeners are awesome. Yes, they and, are. So, and they're all over the world. Hi, everybody all over the world. Uh-huh. Most people tune us in from the United States of America, just a tiny little place. I'm not sure if anybody knows of it, but <laughs> it's our number one uh, audience is in the USA. Australia, number two. We talk about our Aussie friends a lot. Uh, we're in Canada. Canadians are number three on the list, the UK and New Zealand. By the way, 89% of people listening to this podcast right now just discovered us this year, and we are growing an increase in 2023 of 990%. Nine percent in our listenership. Thank you so much for getting it's turned on with Sue and John. Yeah, thank you. And get ready for more cool shit because it's coming down the pipe. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Sue has been working very, very hard behind the scenes. We got a lot of great conversations we want to have. Uh, you've got some interesting stuff. I got a couple of things I need to uh, work into the conversation as well. So if you are ready, let's get turned on with Sue and John. Turned on with Sue and John. Online at TurnedOnPodcast.com. Hey, by the way, thank you for inviting me to DJ yet another one of your fantastic parties over the weekend. That was a riot. It was a pretty epic party. It was in the Playboy Mansion, right? Yeah. So we're not going to get it again because it's going to be like this huge Nordic spots on an acre. And I call it the Playboy Mansion because the pool has a grotto mm. and it's 70 shag carpet in the basement with the little mm. stars on the mm. ceiling. And uh, a bunch of people in Hugh Hefner bathrobes. Just saying. <laughs> if you are uh, anywhere where Sue McGarvey does parties through We Are the Ducklings or Over 40 Connect, uh, get out to one of these parties. They are a great way to meet some fun folks and party. All right, first up, our topic of conversation to begin the show today is uh, how and why you should date a cougar. Oh, have you not seen that Dolly Parton in the in the Dallas Cowboy outfit? I <laughs> kind of lost my You know, for the first time in my life, I'm going, you know... <laughs> Um, a 77 year old okay <laughs> yeah dolly yeah well sharon stone is 65 there you go and she's uh she's cougaring like unapologetically as is jane fonda who said she doesn't like old skin so if they're over 30 she doesn't touch them <laughs> Cher is yeah. 77 she's doing a guy in his in her in his 20s and i think in the new apparently it is one of the new trends for 2024 is that old girls need love too is the new May to December relationships, and how do you how do you do it? Well, apparently, according to the cougars who are out there on the prowl, a straightforward approach is the way to go. So, if you see a, you know an older woman at the bar, you're you say, "Hey, that's a great accessory," or "Love your shoes," or 
and get into a conversation with her. Somebody says, you bear a striking resemblance to Liz Lemon of, you know, the 40 Rock, 40 Rock right? Mm. The, yeah, the you know what I mean? The 30 Rock. Right, as, as opposed to walking up saying, you remind me a lot of my mom. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Right. Don't do that. And, you know, and, and some of the guys who are quoted to say, why would you date somebody over, you know, over a certain age, you know, 20, 30 years older than you, or in Cher's case, maybe 50. <laughs> um, she's easy to be with. Nothing phases her. She tracks me well. I never have to explain myself or feel badly about who I am. You know, kink, no problem. They're just all like, yeah, this is how it is. And uh, there's no trying to uh, have a relationship. Can you meet my parents? Anything like that. So if you're looking for really experienced women who still have it, maybe it's time to uh, give a cougar a whirl. Yeah, I, and, and Dolly's a great example. I, I think a lot of us looked at Dolly and said, you know, I may have discounted someone that age before. I'm kind of thinking otherwise after well, seeing that. She Dolly was, is a national great. fucking treasure. She is like, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I know words to Dolly Parton. So I was like, I want to be Dolly Parton, like half the universe. Like Dolly, man, she's, you know, she, she, she saves bald eagles yeah. and has given, you know, oh, instead yeah. of, you know, trying to do space race to see who has the biggest dick. She's like given 2 million kids books so they oh, yeah. can learn to read. Like she's amazing and looks like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all want to be Dolly Parton. Have you heard? And you must know her new album, her rock album. It's all we're playing around here. Which is cheesy in all the right ways. It is unbelievably fun. But I do have a question. If I'm dating Dolly Parton, um, are we only together from nine to five? But um but. Turned On with Sue and John. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and BlastTheRadio.com. Let's get to listener questions. It's Sue at SexWithSue.com. Um, let's put the phone numbers out there, too. So if you want to text us, uh, feel free to do so. Of course, we'll keep you anonymous. In the States, 941-725-6455. It's 941-725-MILK. And in Canada, feel free to use 613-604-6464. If you're outside the continental uh, United States or Canada, uh, please email the show, sue at sexwithsue.com. All right, two questions here. Uh, first question, Sue, I lose interest in sex with a regular partner. Yep, that was from Maggie. She said, you can find, use my first name. Hey, Maggie. Um, she said, hookups are great, and I'm having, you know, more than I, my share of hookups. But after 10 times with a regular partner, I get bored. I want a steady relationship, but she's a self-proclaimed girl slut. She says, I dream of intimate connection with somebody um, that I don't have to sleep with regularly and lots of inconsequential sex with a variety of different men on the side. Right. Um, okay. Which is, I think, what guys want <laughs> in a nutshell, although they would like to have sex with their partner, too. You know, and, and I've seen it a bunch in my practice and it's in, you know, guys are usually okay. They want variety too. And they, and they newness, but a lot of guys will have, you know, sex with the same woman for the next 40 years, as long as they get other stuff on the side, but to have a partner that you're bored with regularly is something it can be, you know, it can be a sign of a fear of intimacy, a lack of commitment, you know, those commitment phobe people, it can be that your body is really wired for newness and the same old, same old. I think it takes 10 times, at least been in my experience, to really get in the groove and know somebody and, and have the sex get better. And I think generally, especially if you can spice it up, it can be better decades into it. Right? My partner, you know, pretty much has the jam, right? I, he knows where things are at. I have a really good sense of where he's at. 
And that makes it particularly hot. But other people don't find it like that. They And it's, it's okay. The challenge is finding somebody who's okay with both being having an open relationship, which is where I would go with it, right? If, if you can continue to do some kind of intimacy with them, even if it's oral or hands or something, and it feels like, even if it doesn't feel as sexy for you, it feels like giving your partner a massage or connecting and you're still able to get those needs met in outside relationships. You just need to be aware that if you fall in love, it can become problematic. So watch out for that. But understand that, yeah, that that's a that's not out of the realm of normal. And again, you go ask a hundred different people what they want, you get a hundred different answers. Of course, and of course. there are women, there are women who are self-identified girl sluts and just want to have sex with a lot of people because that's what works for them. Yeah, I think there are some of us who really uh, enjoy that consistency. Uh, we feel safe in that. We feel comforted in that. And there are others who just really, really, really love that hunt. And it's a matter of getting out there and finding the people who share that value. Who And, and not everybody is going to be open to you, Maggie, uh, wanting to have other partners. But when you find that person who's open to that and is turned on by that, then you've kind of got the best of both worlds going on. All right, the next question also uh, sent to Sue at sexwithsue.com. This person, and we've talked about this before, but um, I I love that these topics come up over and over and over again because these are the things that obviously uh, people really, really think about. Uh, So this is someone whose partner likes porn better than sex. Yep, and it's this sort of confessional that we want to get to, which Mm. is tell us your confessions and... And I've had a lot of guys say, you know, I, when I want a sexual experience, I want it to be solo. Right. And that sex with a partner isn't as exciting and it's easier to orgasm alone. Right. I, I, I know that that sort of that confession going, all right, all right, you know, Sue and John, what would be if I grant you absolution here and we close the confessional doors. Right. Way easier to orgasm alone. Sometimes it is. And the orgasms you're going to have through masturbation are going to be the most powerful of your life because you can give yourself that nanosecond feedback, but they're different from when you have it with a partner. Now, it can also be something called sexual anorexia, where you are so focused on your own masturbation and your own pleasure, and you can't look at eating with somebody else, right? It just, it, and then you may want to, you know, really, then it's time to see somebody and and talk about that because that's usually a disconnect and it's time to see a therapist. But for some people, it feels like work, their partner's pleasure, you know, they, they re- require to sacrifice a chicken and turn on the blue lights and, you know, have the exact music in order for her to get there or for, you know, some people, you know, they have to have the sacrifice sex a chicken. Yeah, well, it's a Buddha ritual, right? I yeah, know. The food has to I be know, in Sagittarius. And, oh, my God. Um, and if it feels like work, you don't want to do it. That's the one thing I know about sex universally. And the last thing, you know, that you may relate to this, my friend, is the uh, the idea that if you're ashamed or embarrassed about your kink, about your, your you know, your sort of the kind of sex that you really want, right. that you want a vata gelatin and a chicken feather. And uh, that may be what you want in order to get off. And it's embarrassing. So it's easier to do it where you're watching grannies and midgets on you know, or those May to June, go watch the Cougars because that may be what you're turned on by on porn and your partner's like, yeah, 
And this is what prompted me to send you a message the other day on Facebook because I was in that moment watching something on porn and no, it was tell it, me I, it yeah, so. I know, I know. Yeah. Sorry to shock you, Sue. Um, but it, it was one of those things, and I won't get into too much detail if the listener wants to know. Of course, oh, oh, please do tell that. What were you watching, John? Okay, yeah. all right. No, you know what, Sue? I, I've held back a lot of this podcast. You're opening the door? Okay. I had an amazing uh, experience watching a porno uh, where a man was made to be his wife's cuck. Okay. And I, so, so just so people don't know, because there's some people that don't know what that means, is a cuckold is the is the idea where the guy is watching his his wife, right. who's a hot wife, with a stud or a dragon or a bull, whatever right. they want to call them, servicing her. And, and in, so he's been made to be minimized yes. that she prefers him. Okay, go and, ahead. And in this particular scenario, she was also very dominant and she was, as you said, belittling him. And I really found myself in that moment quite excited about it. And I thought, where in the world could I confess that I'm even thinking about that in that moment? So, as you said, we would like to start a new segment on the show and give you that outlet. Where yes, pa- Pastor Sue will absolutely yeah. hear you. Just, yes. just so send us a note and just say, you know what? The other night I had a dream that I was doing this. I've always fantasized that I could do that. And there's just something about being able to put that into the public, you know, with an anonymous. Absolutely. You know, so the, yeah. the rules are no kids, no puppies. Right. Other than that, everything else is fair game. I don't care if it's octopus porn. But no kids, no puppies. That's the deal. Sue at sexwithsue.com, turnedonpodcast.com. And again, the numbers to text or leave a voicemail for the show. In the States, 941-725-6455. 941-725-6455. It's in the show notes. Show notes, pardon me. Uh, And in Canada, 613-604-6464. Our confessional is open and waiting for you. More of Turned On with Sue and John coming up. Warm tropical breezes, magical nights, swimming topless in your own swim-up pool room. You've heard about it. You've thought about it. Now it's time to dip a toe into the truly sultry, sensuous, sexy experience that is Temptations Resorts. It's astounding. Adult only, topless, It's a magical place in the brand new resort in the Dominican Republic near Punta Cana. And I have a special deal. Put in 24 with Sue and get free ground transportation to and from the airport both ways and an incredible price just for listeners. Go to temptation-experience.com. Check on Temptations Mishis. Put in the 24 with Sue code and your dates and you're away. You'll be transported to someplace truly magical. That's temptation-experience.com and 24 with Sue. It's time. Thanks for tuning in and getting turned on with Sue and John. All right, confessionals. I love that. I'm glad we were able to work that into the show, and I'm glad you uh, you like that idea, Sue. Uh, moving on. Next up, driving the right car makes you sexier. Please tell me I'm driving the right vehicle, Sue. Well, it's not my you know ten year old Volvo. 
<laughs> or your yeah you you have the big ass truck right i've been in your big yeah. ass truck yeah 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 apparently there's a study they had one in brazil and another one in uh, the uk that said both men and women in studies were rated better by potential partners if they had a nice car turns out all the time you spent washing and cleaning your car at the car wash is paying dividends. And whenever I'm in Florida, that is like a national pastime. Oh, like you can't get in. It's so everybody's like spotless cars versus ours up in Canada where you've got like salt spray and dirt and yeah. No. Yeah. But the sexy one in Canada is the one that has less salt spray. <laughs> That's true. It also makes the owners themselves believe they are more attractive and socially superior if you've got a hot car. Yeah. Suggests that people who buy luxury pr- products, premium cars, to signal specific characteristics. I always say, you know, if you've got a a really big car and you're driving it fast, it means that you know you may have you may be compensating for something. Of course, you know, But you know, but if you've got like I always thought, I should have a pink Viper, you know, and just like okay. a hot pink Barbie car. So yeah. my my bestie Maya and I have said, you know, if things go really well and we're doing very well in the future, we're going to get matching Barbie cars. I think I want one in turquoise and you know, sort of the, the 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 you know the Porsche convertible. She thinks she wants pink for sure. She's such a girl. But then we'll have this little trio and then I've got another friend who thinks she wants hers in canary yellow and we'll just, you know, drive around in our little little Porsche convertibles and be all girly. But uh, damn, you'd be uh, you'd be carrying our stilettos in that case. Happily. <laughs> anyway, that's another confession for a confessional. It's turned on <laughs> Sue and John. Turned on with Sue and John. By the way, Sue, Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah, bah humbug. It's like, oh, I, oh, oh my God, Christmas oh my God, girl. I, I forgot, Halloween. I forgot you yeah, are not. I got a Christmas party, but I, and I uh, fake it. We have, we have like two ornaments. One's a Grinch ornament and one is <laughs> Guy Fox trying to blow up the British Parliament. But I'm yeah. such a dork. Here I consider myself to be one of your absolute best buddies. I do this podcast with you every week. We've talked about your disdain for Christmas over and over. And I start the segment Hey, Sue, Merry Christmas. Dork yeah, over well, here. Yeah, well, happy holidays. I think I, you know, it's my mother's Or says, bah I, I humbug as the case yeah, may yeah. be. All I, right. I, I like the whole Hanukkah thing. I think we should just light candles and eat more. I'm all about that. You just like the idea of spinning things, menorahs uh, and yeah. perhaps otherwise. Yeah, fair enough. The reason Christmas is on my mind and came out of my face hole. Um, next up on the podcast, the surprising reason that more people get pregnant over the Christmas holidays. And it's not because they have more time and are spending more time on their back. No, that I got pregnant during a ice storm because that's all you could do. It was like, it was two <laughs> weeks in Ottawa where all the power was shut down. Everything was closed for like two weeks. We had yeah. like this world famous ice storm. And, uh, and I got knocked up during that time for that reason. But what happens is you, you there's a lot of birthdays at the end of August, the end of the summer. And if you, what happens is not that you're more time together. It's this, that sperm prefers colder months. The quality male fertility goes up. They swim faster and men have higher testosterone levels and higher testosterone levels. Your testosterone is higher in the morning, which is why you wake up with morning wood and you should take advantage of it. But also you have higher testosterone around this time of year and you're more likely to want it. And in that case, with all of those things and with better swimmers, guess what? You know, you, you find out a few, you know, eight weeks later, oops, I'm knocked up. 
And that's what happens. So important safety tip from Turned On with Sue and John. If you're trying not to get pregnant this holiday season, wrap it, get your IUD. I'm a big fan of the diaphragm. I love the female condom. Do something because the younger you are, the more fertile you are. You know, just saying. So old girls like me, we don't, besides the fact that I'm fixed, isn't a problem. But for a lot of people... It really is. And I was just reading about, you know, the abortion ban in the U.S. across the board. And they're not like, be careful. Time to up your contraception. If you have any questions about, you know, the Kaya, C-A-Y-A diaphragm, get them. If you're only using condoms, condoms alone will give 10%, 10 out of 100 knocked up in a year, especially. And I would say it's 11 this time of year. Diaphragm, condom together, spermicide and condom together, female condom and regular condom together. Get an IUD, do something, go on the pill, something. Just don't uh, do not do the pull out, oops, they call you daddy. More of Turned On with Sue and John coming up. Guys, let's talk girth enhancement and penis enlargement. Introducing Fallowfill, the non-surgical penile treatment. My name is William Moore, and I developed the Fallowfill male enhancement procedure, and I have pioneered the use of hyaluronic acid dermal fillers for penile growth enhancement. Fallowfill is the first non-surgical procedure to be recognized by the American Urological Association and the North America Sexual Medicine Society. Our procedure is safe, 100% reversible, and offers a true, undetectable, reliable, aesthetically pleasing result. Fallowfill has treatment locations across the continental USA and in Montreal. We increase girth in both the flaccid and the erect state, which will help you show better and perform better. The procedure is performed in office under local anesthesia and is about 20 minutes. Read more online at fallowfill.com. That's P-H-A-L-L-O-F-I-L-L.com. If you are suffering from social and psychological effects of having the perception of a small penis, we are here to help you. Tell them you heard this ad on Turned On with Sue and John and receive a free counseling session with Sue McGarvey on what to expect and how to improve your performance with a new, thicker, larger penis. Fallowfill, the non-surgical penile treatment. Fallowfill.com Turned on with Sue and John. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and BlastTheRadio.com. Sue, I gotta be delicate here because it was a conversation I had with someone I know and someone who the minute this podcast is released listens to every word we say. But they articulated to me um, a, a problem. I'm not sure if it was them or a friend. Of course, when people say friend, you instantly think it's them and not a friend. But so the situation is this happily married couple, man, woman, and she finds out that he has secretly been looking at hookup sites for men. Mm -hmm. And this is a surprise. Is that cheating is question number one. And how do you navigate discovering this about your partner, someone you love? You know what? And, and that's a great question. The idea is it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be cheating. Remember we talked about, you know, why your partner may want to have porn is because they have a fantasy that's kinky and out there and, yeah. and are embarrassed to talk about it. I've had so many guys that came to see me that went, I'm in, you know, I'm swinging because I want to play with both partners or I'm looking at, you know, the sauna, the male sauna site to think, could I go stop on my way home? And not all the time, but a lot of the time that never act on it. It's just the fantasy. And for guys, the fantasy of it actually being 
potentially real. Like for women, we can fan, I can fantasize about the rock knowing that that is never going to happen. But for guys, they love the idea that there is a possibility that it may happen. As I said, there's a difference between fantasy and reality. And he may be looking at this because it is, you know, it is his cuckold porn and it is never going to act on it. And he's just too embarrassed to tell his partner. You know, the question is, is, are you acting on it? You know, there's a difference between fantasizing about killing your boss and killing your boss, right? It's it's, <laughs> it's the reality is yes, very that's, different. That's the parallel we want to draw right there. Yeah, well, it's the reality is very different than the fantasy. And if it's fantasy, he needs to feel safe enough to tell his partner and maybe she can play along. Or okay. maybe they can start looking at being in a hot tub with another couple where both the men are bisexual and they could do, even if they just do a massage, that's so okay. So what if that's just not something that she has any capacity to accept, deal with, understand, and of course there's heartache and there's confusion, et cetera, as you know, not everybody is, is as accepting. And that, I think you know, is part of why people are so afraid because you get into a relationship, right? With all the right intentions and you genuinely love this person and you see a life together. And as life goes on, as life progresses, you still evolve and you change and you encounter new things that excite or don't excite, etc. And you, you know, while you're on the same path together, there's little side paths, you know, that I'm on this path and I duck down here. You're on that path and you duck down here. Hopefully we meet back up on the same path. But every now and then we're just in a different place. I didn't plan on it. I didn't know it or I I couldn't reveal it. Society was different then. There's all these different layers to it. Mm -hmm. If you're her though, and you really are hurt by this, how how do you deal with it? Where do you go well, if it's a betrayal and it feels like a betrayal, right? This is so infidelity feels it. The problem is not usually the sex, although for some people it is. Right. The problem is the betrayal. And the way you get through it, the only way through it is through it is for you to say, and I do a, an activity where I'll say to people, okay, you're really upset about it. You need to be heard and understood and felt. So we're going to set a timer. You have 12 and a half minutes. You get to bitch for 12 and a half minutes a day. When the alarm goes off, you get to stop. And tomorrow you get to bitch for 12 and a half minutes. And then you may have to do it in six months and they take six months of this, but it's not never ending. And some days you're like, yeah, I don't need the 12 and a half minutes. And other days you're like, I'm, I'm like, I'm driving me crazy because I feel really betrayed. The truth is, is that it's never one dimensional. It, it is your partner trying to figure themselves out. And again, it could be that this kind of porn is really exciting to them and they see it as that. It could be that they are you know, hooking up with guys on Grinder, And if that's the case, that's information you need to know because, you know, bisexual men are the, have the highest level of STIs and you may need to be aware of that. And it would be, it's important information for you to know about your marriage. But understand that your partner hasn't told you because they don't feel safe. And if you're in a relationship, it's about creating some kind of safety for you to be able to tell them anything. We sure appreciate the questions. Keep those coming, please. And don't forget about our brand new confessional where you can just, through us, we'll be the conduit, confess whatever it is that you've fantasized about. And it just, it puts it out into the world anonymously. It's Sue at sexwithsue.com. You'll find us online, turnedonpodcast.com. You're pretty excited about the drink in your hand, Sue. 
I have this big pink bubba full of my tea, which is lemon and ginger, and my sweetie makes it for me every morning. And then I throw in my VitaFlow, which I'm now completely addicted to. It is like, it's particularly good for women of a certain age. So we're, I'm over 50 and I need lubricant. And it's changing that. Oh my effing God, I can't believe this stuff. It's <laughs> it's by Permescent. I'm I'm like, I'm so excited. We, we did that interview with Jeff Abraham and he was great. And I didn't realize, and he talked about it, but I'm like, he sent me some and I'm like, Jeff, I'm now, you know, I want to call him and say, Jeff, I have a friend that needs some VitaFlow. Right. Jeff, I have another <laughs> friend that needs some VitaFlow. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's all good. So no, I just uh, I I don't rave about products all that often because I get enough. The sure. naughty naughty Christmas market and the kinky garage sale. I had stacks of stuff that were sent to me that never opened or right, that I got right, doubles right, of right. and and I sold, but I don't you know. And I'm I'm not mentioning them because I think that unless it's out of the park, I don't talk about it. So we're going to be talking about products like the few that I think that are killing it. Okay, and that's one of them. Awesome, and it's called what again? It's VitaFlow Vita from Promesin. They're the okay. ones that make that delay cream, the number one delay cream in the market. That you also love so much. All right. Next up, I'm not sure where this is going to go, but I think I'm all in. I think weird orgasms. Oh, yeah. Oh, you totally would be. You know, when I was in university, I had a girlfriend who'd sit in the library and she put Benoit balls in and rock back and forth. She put yes. a, she sit like cross-legged and rock back and forth and bring herself to orgasm. I was so jealous. Hot. I have somebody else that I knew that could have a nipple orgasm. Mm. And I know a few people, if they're super turned on, they can come without touching. Remember when Janet Jackson was on with Oprah and talking about having her nipples pierced? And Janet very eloquently on national television described um, just how exciting that sensation was. And that's instantly, I think, where most viewers went, she's giving herself orgasms with nipple rings. Well, I know somebody who does it with, uh, you know, on this tread, like on the Stairmaster. Or on the thigh, you know, the thigh piece. Like, I'm like, come on. How what? come I can't get there? I know, right? Yeah. So, you know, to be, you know, there are some people, though, where it's not so good. I know some people that get so turned on that they, you know, and some of the guys, you know, that they come before penetration or they get turned on and they climax, you know, before it even happens. I know women who do that. And then they're immediately less interested because they've just had an orgasm. Mm. So what has do you what you have to do is stop before you get to that point of no return. Edging. And I know, and just you know, play it out, edging, yeah. edging, edging. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm always I'm always if somebody torments me like that, I want to smack them because I'm not oh, I'm not about more, delayed, more, I'm not more. about delayed gratification. More. But yeah. I know. But anyway, but there's lots of people that have it. I was at when I was at Temptations in October um in the DR, right? At Temptations Mishis. Yep. Um, I met a woman who was a travel agent, had come with a group, and she talked about how her orgasms gave her headaches, like really bad headaches. So she didn't want to. And it's that's not that unusual. Okay. It's unusual enough, but it's not it's not like you hear about it quite regularly. And again, it's about blood flow, and she'd get these pounding headaches. And so she never wanted to get to the point of no return. She didn't. And her partner's like, I just want you to come. I want to have that experience that of course, I'm, of course. you know, that I can get them, get you there. And she didn't want to. So there are people that have weird orgasms. And to understand that it, you know, there again, there is no one size fits all. Some people, like I have a friend who ha- uses the, the, 
the toothbrush, right? The electric toothbrush to masturbate with. I'm like, that's a mosquito bite. Like, give me the stuff you have to kickstart. <laughs> I want the stuff you need a chainsaw for. Like, right. you know, everybody everybody has different levels of, of, like, I can take a lot of pressure. And and so it's like a little, a little tiny, apparently there's a, he's a kid's toy you can get that um, so, has a little bit of a vibration. And for people who are so sensitive, they're like so, sitting on the little kid's toy. So, it's don't like make a it weird, vi- Sue. Like don't make it weird, Sue. It's like a little vibrating teddy bear. And they oh, think no. that's the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's my daughter. She used to say, stuff her angina with her teddy bear. I'm like, that That was what she did when she was little. She talked about it. And I'm like, oh, no. Boy. Turned on with Sue and John. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and BlastTheRadio.com. I love when you provide me your show notes, because it's usually just one or two words. So this one has been leaping off the page since you sent it to me earlier today. How to have a great threesome. There are rules. I know who knows. A lot of times people, if you're having a threesome, somebody's going for water, right? Or somebody's doing yep. the fluffing yep. um, because it's not just, you know, and, and, you know, people think, oh, we're just going to moan. It's going to be great. Nope. It doesn't mean, you know, you can have amazing experiences and be quiet. You can have people who, but you're looking for in a threesome, you're looking for people who are comfortable with their sexuality, communicate well, and are attracted enough to each other to be together sexually. Right. Compatible interests, boundaries and a good time. And that's from uh, Carol Queen, uh, who's at Good Vibes. And, sh- and you know, some people are saying Feld or Bloom. I just heard this thing about Feld where their whole um, site was down for a week and that people were having threesomes booked and they couldn't log on to check their. No. The other piece is, you know, so you want to find somebody that's not a friend unless your friend is really into it. It's a slippery slope. It has yeah. to be done carefully. Yeah. Like menage a trois has to be done carefully or you spoil the game. And having a friend, it may feel exciting in the moment, but... That's the thing, right? You want an element of trust. You have to have an element of trust. Who is this person or who are these people we're inviting into an existing relationship or we're going to get into, you know, their relationship? Who, you know, we need some sort of reassurance or assurance i suppose that you know this is a good person this you know this is not gonna be a problem down the road uh, but you don't want it to be that person who you also sit down and have you know thanksgiving dinner with right starts to get weird so yeah. they talk about you know the rules of, of threesomes you know who's who's bringing the condoms how are we doing with safety is everybody getting tested what are we doing for lube you know the silicon lube is helpful because it lasts longest but you don't want to use it with silicone toys. Water-based lubricant to me breaks down and becomes sticky. I don't like water-based at all. And oil-based I is my favorite, but sometimes it can be avoided with condoms. But I like female condoms, which are polyurethane, so it's fine. So I tend to use um, you know, apricot oil or almond oil or coconut oil because I always think that it should be edible. But that's the thing. But the other, the two positions, which positions do you think for threesomes? I know, I know. Doggy with uh, the the person who's getting the pounding, uh, being uh-huh. able to orally satisfy the other person. Person, okay, that works. So they talk about re- double cowgirl. One partner rides on the other partner's genitals, while one rides that person's face. There's that too. Yep. Right. Yeah. Person I on the bottom. No. Getting- 
stimulated, but it can be visually arousing. Uh-huh. Very, uh-huh. And they have they have 69 plus one. So it's, it's not 70. It's 69 and, and a bit where where you're just, you know, double 69 or you're adding little pieces into that. I'm just like, I want everybody to visualize it. Maybe we can do I'm, maybe we can do stick drawings. I'm Send a very visual person. Drawings. I don't understand double 69. I'm I, No, it's it's basically it's it's a 69 on one and the other person's, you know, maybe moving around and licking in different spots. Uh, OK. Or, All right. Or 69 both ways. And they're you're taking turns on both sides of the you know the other person's genitals you know chaffs whatever I don't know so I the think third, it's a, the third person is just there to be Santa's little helper essentially I know right. I am I'm I'm now saying stick drawings sue at sexwithsue.com send us your stick drawings <laughs> what do you think would be the best position for a threesome do oh yeah oh yeah absolutely come on we want to see, we want to see your input and and th- you know so excited about the three questions we had this week it was uh, it's right. it's really uh, and that's a testament to what we started this conversation with um, the growth of this podcast so to our friends uh, in our number one market United States of America in Australia and our, and number our two fifth market Canada, New Zealand where I want to go see the New Zealanders <laughs> yes yay Kiwis yeah <laughs> we thank you for tuning in no matter where you are it's turned on with Sue and John and don't forget if you got something you wish the world you just you just want to put it out there to the world i fantasize about this our all new confessionals turned on podcast.com thanks for tuning in and getting turned on with sue and john new episodes every week to get in touch find us online at turned on until next time stay naughty